Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliet. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Son of the Shadows, the second book in Juliet Morlier's Seven Waters series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers, books, and bookmarks. And our romance enamel pins are available on Jessen's Etsy store. Special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. As usual, we love you guys and appreciate you. <laughs> so, so Jess, let's talk about, let's talk about- Movie deals. Yes. More movie yes. deals. So I'm so excited. <laughs> but I'm also like, so Kennedy Ryan has gotten some um, movie deals, TV yeah. deals. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what they're going to be doing with them we yet. Just know it's we just know it's been and, optioned. Right. Hoops and the um, Hoops series. And the Kingmaker and series. And the Kingmaker series. <laughs> Which, like, Which I would have died, though, if it was grip. I would have been like, so I, I had a weird mixed reaction because everyone knows yeah. the yeah. grip trilogy is one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. With the couple being one of my favorite couples of grip all time. Bristol. Which that's not always the case. And then all also, Grip being one of my favorite book boyfriends, like my yes. top book boyfriend yes. of all time. Like it literally is my one of my perfect series that I just love and adore to death. But I like had mixed reactions whenever this deal was announced because Grip wasn't included. So at first I right. was kind of like, well, why not Grip? Well, what's wrong? What's <laughs> like, wrong? What is wrong with Grip? <laughs> Hello. But then I was yeah. like, you know what? I don't know. Like, I would love it if she would get a deal, movie deal for that. But I don't know if, like, something that's, like, honestly so sacred to me. I yeah. don't want people to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sense? always, look, I always have mixed feelings like this whenever, like, favorite books are going to, uh, you know, movies. Like, yes. or TV series. Because, um because we are protective of yeah. books we love, you know? And so, so it's kind of like, feeling? are they going to do it justice? Yes. You know, like, um, uh, and my husband has been like railing lately because he's been reading all this stuff about the Lord of the Rings, uh, the new Lord of the Rings series mm-hmm. coming out on Amazon. And it's like, yeah, well, I heard that, um, you know, one of the uh, one of the actors declined uh, being on the show because he, they couldn't uh, d- would not do nudity. And he's like, "What are they doing? Like all of Tolkien's movies didn't have nudity. What are they changing now?" Like he's like freaking yeah. out because you know, I mean, look and look, we like nudity. Are they we trying, like Game of Thrones? Are they trying to they, be Game of Thrones? Exactly, exactly. And he's like, and that's really not the vibe of yeah. Lord of the Rings. You know, it's not that. Um, I don't even know what to say, but it's like it's it doesn't go to that place. Yeah. I don't even know what to say, how to yeah. say it. But, um, so yeah, so he's like super, you know, protective all up over in his the things that over, you super yeah. love. And that's yeah. how I feel about the Grip trilogy. So I, I had, like I said, it was a mixed reaction, not seeing that Grip had, well, not seeing the Grip <laughs> as a part of like, you know, one of my favorite Kennedy Ryan books being announced as like, hey, we've optioned this. So I was right. like, I don't know. But then I love the Hoop series and I love um, yeah. the Kingmaker series. Yeah, I love the Freaking series love too. them. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see. I think the Hoop series would do really well as like TV well, series. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like or some sort of like Netflix series or all, something. Yeah, since they're all They're connected, all intertwined. It could be like all a family. And right. it's a sports thing. And I'm like, I can see this doing Easily. so fucking well on Netflix. Like right. cross the fingers. Oh, yeah. Kingmaker Chronicles 
man, HBO, pick that shit up. Yeah. I could see that on HBO. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? We're regardless, we're here for it. And we'll no, be No, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm here to see what they do. And mm-hmm. um, Maxim from the Kingmaker Chronicles is like a, a very close second to grip for my Kennedy Ryan um, book boyfriend. So <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens with that one. <gasps> I'm so excited. Oh, yep. and also I think the kiss quotient was also option for movie rights. I did well. see that as well. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Look, I know that they filmed the hating game too. Forever with ago. Lucy Hale. Yeah. Like during like COVID year mm-hmm. 2020. So yeah, I'm waiting for that to come out. Yeah. Ready. Guess whenever we can all go to the movie. I want to see Lucy again. and Josh on the big screen. That'll be interesting. I'm I'm very curious to see what they do with the kiss quotient. So yeah. anyway, exciting times. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of people's books being optioned for movie rights, which doesn't mean they're gonna be produced anytime like soon right. soon. But it's just very exciting because I feel like especially in the romance community, whenever there's so many people that still are very disparaging about the genre and right. seeing so many romance like romance true romance being picked up for movie rights I, it right. feels a little bit validating because yes. i'm just like yeah you're dipping into the best genre baby exactly your ideas we, we get we've it. got plenty of ideas over in the romance <laughs> world yes, come over we have lots of cookies and sex so there you go <laughs> but the best combination ever yes, the best combination <laughs> anyway so let's get back on track to son of the shadows yes okay so characters you want or you want to talk let's talk a little bit about we kind of talked about that last week about how these... I, I'm cool with talking about it again. So I I think you gave me Daughter of the Forest and you told me immediately like your favorite is Son of the Shadows. Yeah. I think you were just like just wait until you get to Bran. Just like wait. I just remember this just whenever wait. Juliet gave me Daughter of the Forest. Look, she's just like, but Bran, just wait for Bran. Yeah. And Justin was saying earlier, like uh, Grip is one of her all-time book boyfriends, which I totally am like second that. But Bran is one of mine. Like even like as I've moved on into other romance, you know, genres, subgenres, I cannot and like rereading this again just made me fall in love with him all over again. I honestly feel like since it's been so long since I've read, I say so long. It's been like 5 years since I've read, <laughs> which isn't that long. Um, but since I used to be a huge rereader, it was kind of long cuz I used right. to read these books like once a year. But anyway, um it feels like I don't know, super like fresh, but also like comforting to come back and go read these. And I had like some, I don't want to say new insights whenever I reread this book, but sort of kind of, and I'm like excited to talk about all of that. Yeah. But I love, I think that this definitely has some heavier romance. I think it's just because of the situation that Circa was in, in uh, Daughter of the Forest. It was Mm -hmm. hard because she couldn't really communicate her feelings. And in this one, we have Leodin, Leodin. and she is like, she's such a badass, man. So <laughs> she, She's a communicator, too. And she I is love a fucking her. communicator. Oh. So let's talk about the characters real yes. quick. So Leodin, like we said, she is the daughter of Circa and Red from <laughs> book one. And she's 16. She's a twin. And she also has an older sister, Neve. So Leodin mm-hmm. takes after her mom. She's also a healer. She's very into plants. She's a good storyteller as well. And she and her twin brother, Sean, also have that mind-to-mind bond. Like Finbar. But like she, Finbar. And she also is the sight like Finbar. Yes. Which is But, like, it's more where Finbar from Daughter of the Forest saw it as, like, a burden. And you could almost see, like, he was much more, I don't want to, like... 
But he was much more emo about it. I was about it. to say, he's very emo. Finbar's he very emo. He was much more emo yeah. and like heavy is the burden that I carry type of thing. <laughs> right. And Leoden is more just like, you know, I don't know. She could handle it better than right. him. So she's just like a very strong character. Very strong character. Mm-hmm. Then we have our hero, oh. Bran. <laughs> so his name is not... You'll 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 see yeah. once, but his name's Bran, and he is known as the Painted Man. So there's this band of warriors that move almost like ghosts, and they have this reputation that they're like, are they really men, or are they like creatures from like the other world? Because, Yo, just like the premise for this world is fucking amazing. I so love good. it so much. I just. <laughs> I just smile yes. hearing you describe it, and I just yes. read it. <laughs> and so he's the leader of this band of, they are men, but they're like a motley crew that he's assembled mm. over the years, like these casts off and like people who were once enslaved, and like yes. he's basically given them a new lease on life, and they're mercenaries for hire. And they kind of get embroiled in some things happening around Seven Waters, mm-hmm. and the situation where Leoden gets put in the path of these men is so very interesting. I love it so much. So I cannot wait to talk about this with you guys and Juliet, obviously. Yes. So if you've not read this book, oh my Y'all, God, it up. what are you waiting for? Bran is waiting for you. Bran is waiting for you. So we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Okay, you guys, now we're in the spoiler section. Let's get busy. Interesting. So let's talk about all the children that okay. uh, Circa and Hugh had, which he has a new name now that they call him. I don't even know U- how to begin. Ubdin it's, 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 like, it's, it's I-U-B-D-A-N. Like, it's like Uden. I think yeah, it's like, Uden. yeah, like very. But anyway. they also call him Big Man. The which Big I Man. Love I love that. the Big Man. Because he's so much larger and taller than everyone right. else. Right. He's a big Briton. Yes. You know? And so it's just, I don't know, it's very, and it's really cool. So we have um, Sean and Leoden, who are both dark like their mother, and Niamh, who is uh, like her father. She's tall. She has, like, golden red hair. She even, like, um, she's very despondent sometimes about how much she stands out. She's like, why can't I be, like, you know, petite and pretty like mom, I like you a are, you know? very interesting thing. So Nia is obviously an attractive person. Very. And since she doesn't look like a lot of people um, in, it's it's Ireland, since she doesn't look like a lot of people, her, she gets her looks from her father, which are the red hair like he has is very uncommon. Mm-hmm. And her tallness, it's very funny because like, Leoden's sitting in the room, and as Neo's like brushing her hair and lamenting, like, "Why can't I? Be Why can't petite? I look?" And like, like mother, yeah. she's like admiring herself in the mirror. She's yeah. just like, "Oh, all her and, like, curves." And she's Leoden, a curvy woman. Yes. And Leoden, you know. just like for someone who talks about her looks, like lamenting the fact that she doesn't look like mom, she sure takes a lot of time to brush her brush hair. Her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Leoden's never like really jealous of her sister. She's not. You know. So they have two different personalities very, too. Very different. Niamh is very hot-headed. Mm-hmm. She kind of reminds me of Simon. Simon yes. is very quick to be, like, hurt and mm-hmm. quick to lash out. She's also vivacious, too. Very much. You know, like, when they have the um, they have the party or bonfire, I forgot what celebration, what festival yes. it was. Yes, I can't they remember were if it was or uh, I think it was Beltane. And they're, you know, dancing around the firelight and stuff like this. And um, she, she like, commands notices. attention. Yeah, men just cannot help 
but be drawn to her wild, you know, fiery hair. And she's dancing and laughing. And Leah notices, yes, there are a lot of men paying attention, but there's one who Connor brought with him named Kieran, a druid, who has been watching her all night. And so she's kind of noticed, no one else has noticed this, but Leah is very intuitive. And that comes with the sight. Like she kind of like the old ones speak to her sometimes and she looks a certain way and notices things other people don't. And so she does notice how Leoden is looking at this druid. Now, druids, you know, are meant for the solitary life, even though they it's, can take... It's not necessarily that they have they to be have celibate. They have to, right. But no one really is. No yeah. one really does have a yeah. family because it takes away from your studying. It takes away from, you know, studying the mysteries and being yeah. focused. Like, you can't really have a right. family. You're expected to be committed and live in the Nematons, like in the woods, yeah. you know? And we're kind of in these opening chapters where... There's been a lot of talk of Nia of, uh, and sorry, plans for wedding, who she's going to wed, because she's of a marriageable age. It's time. It's actually past time. She's 18, and it's supposed to be like 16 or something or 15. Like, yes. They're supposed to already be like married off at this mm-hmm. point, but ne- ne- neither one of them are. And so um, Leoden even keeps talking to her about Eamon, Eamon of Shidub, the, the yes. marshes yes. that are nearby. And... Um, Nia's response is just, Eamon, like, no way. I would never. And she can't quite understand it. Leiden's like, well, he's a nice-looking young man, and he mm-hmm. has this property, and he has all these so this we, wealth, and, like, why wouldn't she yeah, like Eamon? we see, like, Leiden's just kind of like, well, this is the way things are type right. of girl. You She's know what I'm saying? She's very practical. She's very just, like, yes, Pragmatic. exactly, practical, mm-hmm. and just kind of like, what do you expect, like, you know, father and mother have been really good about like not forcing us into a marriage right. or anything. But it's and like, time. like who else would you want to marry? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, even you would I, have wealth and understanding. Yeah. And even Eamon's sister Ashling, who is like kind of glued to Sean, we can see them. Oh yeah, a Sean bond. and Ashling, which I think is kind of like really interesting because so Liam is the head of Seven Waters, and yes. he's kind of like the second father figure for Sean, for Sean. since Sean is going to be the heir of Seven yes. Waters. And it's very interesting because Liam was once engaged to uh, Ailish, and Ailish married Eamon whenever. yeah, even they senior. All, <laughs> yeah, whenever they all disappeared. And right. so now it's, so it's kind of like, you know, Liam Jr., which is Sean, gets right. to marry. Gets to marry Ashling, Ailish's daughter. Yes. And yeah. so it's kind of very fitting. It and is. I thought that was really sweet. They're a cute little couple. And it's just so, always been, you know. But then we have something happen. So Eamon asked Leoden to dance, though. Yeah. At the, at, the, at the party, at the bonfire party. She's, like, <laughs> uncomfortable. She's like, shouldn't you ask my sister, Niamh? And he's like, no, why? No. And he's very, (laughs) she notices, he's very intense, and she notices the way he looks at her. He's not, he's not, um... Leering. No, no. He's not inappropriate in any way, but she can tell there's something, and he says there's... And he even tells her, he's like, I wish to speak to you tomorrow privately if he's you don't mind. He's a very serious type of very dude. Serious. He does not just like, he's not like flirtatious yeah. or like joking. But he, look. He does not, he's not one to smile easily. No. But the readers, y'all look, we get the vibes. We yes. know he wants her. He wants her, not Neev. <laughs> he wants Leoden. He does not want Neev. And no. we know that what he's coming to talk to her about is yes. marriage. She's like, I don't know what you could possibly yeah. have to talk to me about. I know, I don't know. I'll be in my garden. <laughs> Bye. I love that she's like her mom in the yes. garden and everything. Yes. So, but the next day, he's called away suddenly and then her father finds her in the garden is like you know have you thought of wedding and stuff like that because um 
Eamon came to talk to me, and I'm pretty sure I know what he came to talk to me about. Um, but the interesting thing about all this, because Leon's like, I don't know, whatever, you know? Um, the interesting thing is that Eamon was called away abruptly because of some attacks on his land by these mysterious men. So apparently he has, <laughs> so he shares a border with his grandfather, Seamus Redbeard, but he shares another border with some other unspecified person. And apparently this other person has been trying to get at the border to get more land, yeah. but he's been ineffective because Eamon's territory is pretty well protected. There's lots of marshes and bogs and stuff. It makes yeah. it hard to like sneak attack him. Right. Well, well, well since he kind of hired out, this other dude hired out to someone else who could kind of get the job done better. Some mercenaries. Some mercenaries that Led are creating some havoc. <laughs> the painted man. <laughs> so Eamon does not like the painted man, guys. Y'all, when Can he comes you back, see the drama? it's just already brewing. just like, oh it's my God. Crazy. It's, it's awesome. Crazy. It's so well planned. It is. It's so good. But then, so we have some drama closer to home. Yeah. Um, since Neev um, is not planning on marrying Eamon, they do have another marriage proposal from Fionn. Yeah, from Coneal of yes, Weenial or of whatever. The, yeah, exactly. He's a prominent person. He's going to be like the head He's of the clan. He's going to be a chieftain. A He's, major player. Right. You know, and um, she, when she, this is announced... Um, like as a family, mm-hmm. she has the most intense reaction. Oh, meltdown. Meltdown saying like, I will not marry him. At, like, no, like n- this is not up for discussion. And everyone's just kind of like blown Wait, away yeah, by her. Like, this is this not is a normal reaction. This is expected. Like you, you are <laughs> going to have to marry advantageously and right. we don't understand. Cause I like, mean, she's been raised to believe this. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a shock that you're going to be having arranged marriage, you but know? But Leodin kind of has a suspicion about why she's reacted yeah. this way. Because Neve's kind of been disappearing lately. And, <laughs> and coming back with coming back hay with, and flowers in her hair. Yes. <laughs> like what she's could rolling she possibly around. be doing? <laughs> so um, she kind of refuses to talk to her parents or anything about that. And mm-hmm. one day, um, Leodin is gathering herbs in the forest and she kind of hears these voices, and they're kind of nudging her to go a certain way. Yeah, in the y'all, the old ones are always talking they to always, her. Always look, people always gotta mess with shit. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the the fairies the are fair messy. Folk, yeah, the fair folk <laughs> like to push things and make things happen. So Leodin happens upon Niev and Kieran, and they are both naked in the lake. Yeah, and very intense. And it's I, honestly, I love this scene though too because it's very the beautiful. way that very beautiful the way that it's described. And Leodin is just kind of like, if this is the way that I'm supposed to look at Eamon, My, then yeah. I honestly, I'm glad that I kind of put him off. Yeah, because I don't feel about him this way that they're looking at each yeah, other. Yeah, she can see this is a, two people in love. Like, like and she feels like you know, obviously, it's a situation where she doesn't want to intrude but it's almost like captivating seeing mm-hmm. how intensely passionate they are about each other she eventually does have to turn away because stuff is about to happen and she's yeah. like oh shit <laughs> i need to go so she's a little bit like kind of confused because she's like okay well obviously this is <clears> going to be an issue right and obviously neev has gone pretty far with this guy the problem is and is that she's sean. running up t- she's got all these thoughts in her head and as she's running up to the house she stumbles on sean and she can't block her her mind Fast enough to block the images so he sees it. And he goes, is that happening now? He is, is this now? so like offended. Oh, my he God. He is furious. so mad. He's like, 
the alliance is important. Of course, like as a future chieftain, he is very much more worried about the alliance and how and that his sister is being taken advantage of by this druid. Exactly, saying like, seduced and all this stuff. Just coming in here, taking uh, advantage of our hospitality, then seducing our daughter of the house and stuff. Yeah, we're telling mother right now. We're telling father and Liam, and like Leodin just kind of like wait. Yeah, it's taken out of our hands. He refuses. No, no, we're we're saying this, and so she has to wait for Neev to come back. And Neev comes back and she's so fucking happy. You could, like, Leoden's looking at her face and she's, like, shining. Yeah. And she's then like, now I have to Leoden destroy that. has to say, like, they know. And Neev, I understand it. She is immediately furious, immediately furious saying, like, mm-hmm. you told, you saw, you did this on purpose. You're <clears> basically <throat> ruining my life. And, like, it doesn't matter because right. Kieran loves me and uh, we'll just run away together. And, like, yeah. it'll be it'll be fine. Like, nobody he can says stop he loves me. me. Exactly. Right. So um, for all Neev's bluster, she still is kind of like, Leodin, can you come with me? Yeah, you can tell that she's just, like we said, she's hot-headed. She says things that are hurtful and mean at first, but then later she's always like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I need you. Like, I need support, yes, exactly. So she's just like an emotional, like, blah. It just explodes. And Leodin knows that she's the calm sister, so she's always just there for her. And I love that, that she never takes, like, serious offense, like, this is one more temper tantrum. My sister's having, I know she loves me. She's just She's very patient and just kind of like, okay, get it all out. I know you don't truly mean this. I'm still here for you. Yeah, so she goes with them to confront the men of the house, basically. And first of all, also, her mother is very ill, like dying ill and in Neve the house. And is completely oblivious to this it's because so she's been sad. so wrapped up in Yeah, she had, she had no idea. And so all of the men, including her father, are like, it will never happen. You will not marry him ever. That yes. can never happen. And like, have you given yourself to him? And whenever Neev is just like, so what if I have? Sean slaps her across the face. Oh. But I love how like, Hugh Red, he comes up and he's just like, we never we take not. a hand to women. Like we never take son, a hand to our women. No, do not. Don't. It doesn't matter how yes. mad you are. Doesn't matter how righteous you're feeling. You don't do this at all. And yeah. it's just so sad <clears throat> because everyone, Liam, who is a lot more harsh, um, and the big man and Sean are all just like, and Connor, and Connor are all just the like, understanding it druid is not happening. Uncle. Like you it cannot, cannot marry him, yes. and he and she just like why not? Why not? They never fucking tell her why. Now, if you have read Daughter of the Forest, <laughs> you recognize the name Kieran, and, yes. we know and we know why they cannot. It's because Kieran is the secret half brother of Connor. That is her uncle. of Liam. Yes, her half uncle of Sertia. Yes, so. It is incest. It's incest. And here's the thing. Like, they don't... And I don't understand why they don't tell her. I kind of wish they would have told her. I do, too, because this is the the thing. And it's so heartbreaking. So she is basically saying, like, you're you're going to marry the the O'Neill. Like, you're going to marry this guy. You have no choice. Especially now that you've given yourself to another man. Like, you can be a child. You've got to hurry. And she is just, like, shut down, saying, like, there's no other option. She and Leah and share a room. And so she just kind of just, like, Laying down on her bed yes. and saying, like, no, he loves me. He's going to come for me. Well, Kieran does come. And she sees him riding up. And she's forbidden for leaving her room, but she's like, Lita, and you have to go listen to see what's happening because she's just like, he's not coming to take you away. He's heard the news, and he doesn't understand just like you. And so yeah. he's come, like, to try to understand. And she can't hear anything, but she sees whenever Kieran rushes out of the room and he just looks wild. And he just, like, he sees Lita and he gives Lita this 
smooth white oh, pebble with a hole. It just like breaks in, my heart. It does. And she, and he's like, just tell her, tell her I'm leaving and tell her I'm sorry. And he leaves. And whenever Leoden goes back up and gives this to her, Niamh is just like devastated. Devastated, saying so like, I don't understand. He said he loved me. Why would he leave? And this is the thing. This is the start of Neve thinking that she's like unlovable. Her family, she she thinks hates her now. Right. And she just is just kind of like, I put my trust in the wrong person. I don't understand how what I could be feeling could just be thrown away just so easily. She feels very alone and isolated. And I hate this. I hate this I literally could cry. I I almost cried like reading all these scenes because I felt so bad for Neve. And also because I just knew what was ahead of her. Right. So she gets married to the guy and she asked Leiden like could you just come ride with our party because she has to travel to her new yeah, home to the edge of to the, the edge of yeah. you know this town or whatever and Leiden's like of course like I want to be supportive for my sister she feels extremely bad and she's just like you know maybe maybe it'll be okay maybe it'll be okay maybe I'll have a good life or whatever but we see that she's just not as she's vivacious anymore yeah she the only she's thing like, we know is that she tells Leiden like he said he loved me and he didn't he's a liar all men are liars yes. you know and so she's just like turned that cold heart and she's probably we hope she's going to try to make a good life but we find out later that's we impossible. find out that that does not yeah, happen and that worse. comes into play yeah later so while she's in this town she says goodbye to her sister and on her way back this woman comes out like a villagers like please aren't you the healer please we need your help my son is so sick so sick and a lot of the guards were like i don't trust this we shouldn't go and she's like i know, am a healer i am a healer cannot, let me help i cannot you know. not help <laughs> I know. And so, and she's like with about six guardsmen and uh, the head says, okay, you three go with her. Do not let anybody in or out of the, while she's treating this boy or whatever, and then meet us back here. So they do, they go to the house. I love how while she's helping the son, she's like, he doesn't seem that sick. And then all of a sudden she sees the, the, the mother kind of give her like, I'm so sorry, look. And before she can even like turn around, some, a hand comes over her mouth and basically she fights and bites and kicks and then they (laughs) knock her out. Then she comes so. too, and I, I love how they're discussing. Like, I didn't expect her to fight that hard. Like that yeah. wee little thing. She bit me. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I didn't think we we're gonna have this much resistance. Yeah. So she is captured by some men from the painted <laughs> man, yeah, the mercenary group. Group. And she comes to, and she sees these men, and she immediately knows because she's heard stories about how being like creatures of the other yes, world, yes, and, and like you know wearing like you know helmets and like garments that evoke like an animal. Mm-hmm. And so she meets Dog, who yeah, has like dog. a half shaven head, and he's and got like, like wolf, wolf fangs, fangs hanging, hanging around his yes, throat, and a wolf pelt. They all have like like half shaved heads and tattoos, tattooed like faces. Face- Face There's tattoos. Snake there too, who's wearing like snake skin and like you know yeah. have has his snaky tattoo face and stuff like that. And I love Gull. Gull, Gull and Dog. Gull is <laughs> um I think um they don't mention exactly where he's from. They just said that he was from a very hot, arid place, and he wears a gull feather behind his ear. Mm-hmm. And um they're just like, hey, we're so sorry, but like we kind of need a healer. <laughs> yeah, like our man over here, he's like dying. <laughs> yes, and you can hear like these moans and stuff. And so she goes and she sees the man, the man that she's been brought here to help in secret. And we know that this is something that they've done against the wishes of their chief. Because like okay? you don't have much time. We need you to hurry. Yeah, we need you to hurry, <laughs> get in and out, see if you can help him, and like hopefully you can be gone before the chief comes back. Yeah. Well she sees this guy and he basically he had his 
whole hand crushed under like a huge pile of like metal because he is the smithy for this group and they're just like it's not fair because he's not a warrior and like we usually if men are injured this badly the one of the men will just kind of like end it quickly for them right Um, a a knife to the throat basically they they are like a knife to the throat would be better because this is suffering and she is just like i don't think that he can survive this like the arm definitely has to come off and like Like, and then even maybe maybe he'll survive but it would be hard i don't even have like everything that i hope you brought my bag and they're like yeah we have the bag and he's like she's like i can make it more comfortable but then the chief comes. And they're like, oh, God. And then everybody, like, steps back and gets really quiet. Yes. It's so intense. And I love so, it. this is our first introduction to Bran, who everyone just calls the chief for right now. And he has an entire body half tattooed. He mm. has skull shaven. And, like, everything is tattooed straight from the middle all on one side. Yeah. So he's a very intimidating like a person raven. to look. Yes. He has the Bran, marks of the raven. Yeah, and Bran means raven in Gaelic. It's yes. one of the old Gaelic... Uh, folk tales and i fucking love this i love this because he is like what have you done you brought this woman Mm -hmm. into my camp like and we kind of he's kind of a little bit of a misogynist at this point oh yeah he is very distrustful of women he does not like he has a past not yeah i would say even more than misogynistic he's like uh hateful toward them you know just like yes does not trust any woman and you know they're nothing but liars and you know just what he's had (laughs) he's had a traumatic past so he definitely thinks that leaden is up to no good like what are you doing over here you can't do anything um, it's better to just have the knife to the throat. Well, now Leoden, it's so funny because Leoden was just turns. like, he has, he has no chance of survival. And then all of a sudden the chief comes saying that he's going to basically <laughs> finish the job off. And she's like, um, no, no, you cannot just like kill this dude. Like he could, you're talking about him like he's a tool. Like mm-hmm. he's not just a tool that you can use. He is a human being. And just because he now doesn't have the use of one of his arms doesn't mm-hmm. mean he can't have a full and happy he life. He could live. He could have children. He could have a wife and family. <sighs> the way that and, like, she, the way that she explains it. I, I love know. It. She's just like, oh God, it's so good. And he's like, and he's just who like, who is this, this woman? woman? <laughs> this little bitty girl, woman who y'all brought she in here. literally refuses. And mm-hmm. he was like, fine. You have a couple days to um, convince me. And she's like, fine. The arm has to come off though. And, and I'll need your help. And I'll need, I'll need help because he's going to scream. And I can and like, thrash. I can give him enough <laughs> herbs. And we also find out that Gull also has some experience with herbs. Yeah. His mother was yeah. an herbalist. And so she knew about it. He's recognized it. He's like, it's been a while since I've done any of this. Obviously I'm a mercenary. I'm not yeah. a healer. <laughs> um, so she, with the help of Gull, they kind of knock him out as best that they can without killing him. And then um, Bran is the one that's like, cause we need muscle to cut through the bone. Yeah. And but he's so, also like, you need someone with a steady hand who can do it fast, hard, and efficiently. Yes. And know? so there's this harrowing, harrowing moment where they cut off Evan, who's the Smith's name. They cut off his arm. And it is, like, difficult. It, and oh, she's, yeah. like, shaking. And, like, she's never had to do something like and this. And she has to cut the flesh up to the bone. Like, yes. I mean, I was like, damn, girl. And then she has to <laughs> cauterize it as well. Right, after. After. With a searing and, hot yes, knife. Like, multiple times oh, to make sure that it's completely this, sealed. This, yeah, if, if you're, yeah, if you're squeamish, this scene. Yes, little, and so she is shaking after, but, you know, it's she's kind of impressed Brand just oh, a little bit. Not I think she's that, impressed not that, them all not a little that bit. Not yeah. he'll let on. Not yeah. that he'll let on. He's yeah. just like, well, now you gotta watch him. Now, yeah. now he's your responsibility 
money, you know? And, um, and he gives her six days. She's like, I need at least, you know, seven to 10 days. He goes, you have six. Yes. That's it. <laughs> and I love it because this is a band of men and they're, they have such this like almost like a, um, you know, a ghost story type of um, reputation, like they're yeah. ghosts on the wind. Mm-hmm. Nobody's actually seen these people like really up close. And now all of a sudden she's in the middle of these camps and it's just like, she just sees these people. Some yeah. are really young. She's like, man, he's not much that older than me. And she starts figuring out the histories of these people and like, oh, dog, like, where do you come from? And he's like, I'm from Alba. I was on a, some Viking raiders came to Alba, which is Scotland, and um, captured me and I was, was rowing. Forced, I was him a and slave. his brother, I think, were forced yes. to be like uh, rowers. Yes. He's, so his hands are like all calloused and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then one you know. day, Gull and uh, the chief popped up on their boat and saying like, steal the boat. hey, if you <laughs> continue to row this boat, but we undo your chains, then you're completely free once we reach Gull. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll give you a... a a bag of gold for your effort, yes. you know, and so they do. And then Bran offered him a permanent position, like, "Hey, you want to join my band of ma- mercenaries?" So this is how <laughs> he's collected band of these merry men. <laughs> yes, my band of merry men. This is how he's collected all his people. Yeah, and, he's, he's um, saved them all in yes, some way or another. Yes, he's always give them. He a lot of these people are like yeah. outlaws as well that have a price yeah. in their head. Even Evan did the smithy, and um, so she's learning about them, and she's also everyone's just kind of enamored of her. Oh yeah, they're just like, oh my god, and Bran can tell too. He's just kind of like nobody, no. Nobody touch her. And, and, oh and he warns her off. Like, don't yeah. try to use your feminine wiles. To like, yeah, him. seduce my seduce men. Seduce them. And she's like, I would what? never. <laughs> she's like appalled. She's just like, she's I like, am a healer. <laughs> I, I, I have I know no what, such urges, oh my even God. though I'm kind of attracted to you. <laughs> it's so good, y'all. It is so it's good. so good. So, so what I find, how she softens them, is like, she joins them at dinner one night around the campfire. And of like course, they scrounge like, up, like, there's no plates. Yeah. But they, like, scrounge up some sort of, like, bowl. Yeah, for her. And, like, a, like a bone spoon a bone or something. <laughs> so she has a utensil. utensil. And everybody else is, like, eating with their hands. Yeah. They're, like, trying to help the lady. Right. They're just, y'all, they're so, like. They're so sweet. They're, they're so fucking so sweet. sweet. I love them so much. They're just much. not used to having a lady around and um it. and they also really respect her for what she's done for evan because they're all very hard. quiet and they're yeah. like good thing you did late you know miss yeah, and like stuff job like pat on yeah. the back a like, job yeah. well done like i couldn't do it yeah. i don't have the stomach for that type of and shit uh, what's funny though too is like the chief is warning them they all stay like three feet away from her so they'll give her something then they'll step back a couple of feet like, <laughs> like oh. they're like <laughs> They're obeying the chief's orders, you and know? And so it's, like, kind of quiet whenever they eat. And, like, yeah. Leiden offers to tell a story because yeah, like, she has the gift of storytelling yeah, just, like just like her like mom. Yeah, just like a mom. <laughs> so, oh. and, like, I love it how the chief has kind of the same reaction to stories. Like, aha, fairy tale stories. Like, That's well, I have children. Yeah, children. Like, yeah. it's fantastical. And they're basically lies. And she's like, a story is not a lie. <laughs> like, and so this becomes a thing that every night she kind of tells them more tells stories. stories. And, like, of warriors. Cool and the warrior oh, yes. and yes oh god it's so good and a lot of a lot of these kind of like themes kind of will pop up throughout the story as well which I find fascinating I love the way that Juliette Marie does that like incorporates yeah. those actual legends and um we'll Becomes see it again part of the story yes right, the very story. very cool and I, I like how one night, so we also have one night where he's at watch, Bran is at watch over it's her. the dark of the moon. It's the dark of the moon. And she hears like someone, 
like a noise outside the little like cave area where she's um, taking care of Evan. And when she goes out there, she sees him and, and she can hear he's making this sort of like childlike whimpering noises or something. And so when she goes to him, he grabs her hand in such a grip she can't get away. And he's obviously having like a waking nightmare. He's yes. like, it's like a night terror. And he has hold of her and he just like, you know, and so she tries to soothe him and like the whole night. He will not let her go. So she ends up sitting next to him and putting her head on his shoulder and falling and asleep like, that way. She's literally in like her nightgown, okay? Yes. And like he has a coat on, but he has such a grip on her forearm that, that she, she cannot can't. move. And yeah. like it's painful for her. And she recognizes these night terrors and she's like, there's nothing I can do to bring him out of this. You I'll know? just wait it out. I just have to wait. To, you know, soothe him. And his first reaction. Y'all, he wakes up and he goes... I don't know what you think you're doing, but get off of me. He's like, just I don't know like, what you're trying to accomplish. You're not trying to seduce me, are you? Because, yeah. Like, no. He, just, he doesn't call her a slut at this he time, does. does he? Does he? Somewhere in there, y'all, he uses the slut word. <gasps> like, Bran! He Bran. does. He does. Yes. And she's like, I'd be happy to. It's really fucking cold. Could you please? She didn't say fucking <laughs> But I would have. But, like, but like, could you, if, if you would just let go of my arm. And, and then he, he like realizes. Looks, and he's like, he looks at, I love how she says, like, he looks at his hand like he's never seen it before because he had not realized that he was gripping her at all. Yeah. And, like, now he's a little bit embarrassed and, like, he's realized that. He's, he's had a night bruises. terror. Yeah. Oh my god, I love whenever um, she's taking care of Evan later. I think someone knocks Gull, into her yeah, arm. Gull. Gull does, and they're like, "What happened? Who, Who hurt you? you? Give me his name." Yeah, and no she's like, "It was not meant woman. like on purpose. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. It's not meant on purpose." And later on, Brand sees. Oh, by the way, she gives him the name Brand because she's like, "I'm not calling you Chief. Chief, you're, you're not, not my Chief. Chief." I love the way she talks to him, y'all. God, she's such a firebrand. <laughs> and even Evan <laughs> says, "Like, damn, she's got a mouth on her Chief." That's just your type. Oh, like, my God. One of the funniest times is when she goes, she had to change her clothes and take, like, a sponge bath. Evan, and and she like, goes, like, Evan, Evan turn your, your eyes, eyes and close your eyes. He goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's, like, completely naked, taking a sponge bath. Whenever she turns around, he's standing there. He's smiling. Lo- smiling. He goes, she's like, Evan, how could you? He goes, You're acting like a little boy. And he's like, I couldn't not take advantage of this He's like, it's such a situation. beautiful sight to see, miss. I could not do it. And she's like, shame on you, but it's all like. But they're laughing. They're you know? laughing I mean, he's about a dying it. man. It's yeah, almost like a sweet yeah. moment. You know, like, yeah. give him like something the, pretty the, to go yes, out with. You yes. Know? And like, uh, I fucking love it. I fucking love I it. I love these so, men. So um, they do have to move because. Yes. And like, it's very interesting because Bran does not at all want to explain his actions to Leoden. So whenever he just like, we have to move now. And she's like, I, he cannot be moved. Like right. my patient cannot be moved. It'll be detrimental to his health. And he's like, we don't have a choice. And she's like, you're so unfeeling. Like this right. man is dying. And he was like, you're coming with us, and um, we're gonna strap him to the back of a horse. Yeah. And we just we have to move. And later on, I like how Gull has to like explain it to her. Like, like we got wind that our location. There's was a large party yeah. coming in, which and we know that they all looking, die. They're all looking for Leoden. Yes. We know that. Yes. You know. <clears throat> and, and um, right, and he had to protect. He's like, I couldn't save one man for the sake of everybody, and he would have been de- dead 
all of them would have died, yes. you know, if they were attacked. So. so they're in their next spot, and she realizes, she's like, this is an old, old, oh, yeah. sacred place. Like, yeah. I don't know if we should stay here. And <laughs> I don't feel welcome. <laughs> like, she hears, like, some voices and stuff, and it's not quite the fair folk. It's, no. like, the the others, ones. the old ones. And so she, um, Evan, is not doing good after this journey. He is pretty much close to death. And there, yeah. there's a mission soon. There's a mission about to happen soon and he just like um i'll leave i'll leave a guard with you and she's like i don't need a guard like i'm fine with him or whatever and and brand just like someone will end up by staying with you the next morning she wakes up expecting to see like gull or spider or wolf at first she thinks she's completely alone with evan she thinks they abandoned her and then she walks out and Bran, Bran is, there. is there. He has stayed. And she's <laughs> kind of mad because she's like, you're their leader. You're just going to send them out there by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to lead them and make sure they all come home, basically. I know. She cares about these people. Yeah. And she doesn't want any of them to die. And he's <clears> just like, it's a good exercise. They need to be out alone doing uh, yeah. things by themselves. And oh, she, can and we also mention that Dog actually kind of proposed to her? Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> So sweet and sad. So he's just like, so I know you said that you don't have like a you like somebody kind of yeah. You have a marry. suitor. Yeah, suitor, not a sweetheart. You're not yeah. promising anybody. But like, what would you think about me? Yeah, you know, I do like, have I've some, got some money, money saved, saved up. up. This is our little Norseman with his little wolf collar. It's literally it's, the cutest it fucking is. thing. It's so cute. But this is when she kind of realizes. I, I could never like she's starting to have feelings for Bran and she's yes. like yeah no but she she trods out the excuse the same one she gave to yeah. um, Eamon that my mother's sick so like yeah. I can't marry anybody until, until you know my mom passes away basically like I need to be that's why I want to get <clears throat> home that's her whole reason why she's like I need to go home because like my right. mom needs me she's yeah. dying and um so we do have that moment yeah we do have that dog. moment um I, I which I thought was really I sweet. know and when he leaves he gives her one of his little his little teeth his like, little like his Claws. He leaves one for her. It's so fucking. I love the way that she, her, the effect that she has on all on them because men, everyone all respects her, her and mm-hmm. everyone's kind of a little bit in love with her and yeah. a little bit in awe with yeah. her. And I really love that. So she and Bran have to work together to um, take care of Evan, who is it's dying, declining so very fast, and um, they're kind of alone now. Yeah. And it's they have like a conversation. He's like, "Too bad you don't know how to like wield the staff and shoot a bow," and she's like. Actually, I can. I can do that. And he's like, ha ha, sure. Yeah, she's okay. like, I will prove it. Yeah, he's like, hit that little bitty thing over, you know, like, like, he's like she's like, that's child's play. Give me a real target. And like, so, what, what like, task would you set forth to a man looking to join, get, your, join group. your group? Yeah. And he's like, okay. So he shoots this, his okay. arrow to an apple tree that's very far away. Yeah. And he severs the apple from the tree. And she... Does, does it as well. And he, he's like, lucky. Like, that is she's beginner's like, yeah, luck. Right. And she's like, I, I could do it again, but I don't have anything to prove to you. And yeah. I'm just like, fuck yes, girl. You get him. So it's like, we can just see. We can just see yeah, how Bran is, is, is kind of against his better judgment. Very much taken But he's very her. contradictory because in some moments he's like, you know, I've never seen a woman do something like that. Like, he, you can tell he's respectful, like, when he uh like when she did that whole thing with evan taking the arm off and just like keeping her composure and you know and like when she was lightheaded he immediately goes to like keep her from falling down you need food you yes. know like you need sustenance like, like first, you can tell first, it's like we're having these um, contradictory moments or like never go without sleep or food yeah. if you're not used to doing that second don't ever 
um, attempt to do something whenever you know you can't do it. Like, because she yeah. was weak from, like, horse riding the whole day, and, like, she couldn't walk, and so he had to help snarky her. snarky for the majority of the time, but, but every like, now and then he slips in. in a way that's, like, very in. caring. Yeah, like, he slips in these little <laughs> moments where it's, like, you have feelings for her. And I also you know? love their debates. Their debates about he's kind of, like, hardened warrior, I've seen the yeah. worst of men type of mentality, and she's just kind of like, but here's all the good in the world yeah. type of person. Yeah. And I like that she's she... It's our, that it's our sunshiny, sunshiny grumpy, grumpy hero. <laughs> It's very Rope. much that. It's very much that. Yeah. And I really love that for them. So Evan, Evan does dies. die. And yeah. she is very affected because she, first of all, <laughs> has grown close to him. Second of all, as a healer, you never want your you patient. Know, person, yeah, your patient to die. And mm-hmm. so she's very affected and he's kind of, um, she's crying and he tells her. I love this line so much. He's like, I wish I could dry those tears. Oh. And I'm just like. Oh my God, Bran. And so it's like kind of like she feels comfortable enough now to approach him with a hug. But yes. then she's like, I didn't know until I touched him that I've been craving this the whole time. Yeah. And like one thing kind of leads to another. Yeah. And um, hands start touching. He kind of kisses her temple. And then all of a sudden, there's a rain. Kissing. Then there's a rainstorm and they're making love in the rain. <laughs> It Y'all. is so beautiful. And it's also very interesting oh, because, God. like, so they have sex, and um, she has a bit of pain because she's a virgin, and he is very confused by it. Well, they, they I love, this is one of the scenes that I love and remembered from all my first readings is like afterwards, they're going by the firelight, and she's like hanging up her whatever, and it's got blood on it. And he's like, What is that? And she's like, Well, it's common the first time that you bleed. And he goes, And he's like, why me? Why would you give yourself to me? He's in shock that she's a virgin and that she would give that gift to him. Like he can't, we can see there's a lot of self-loathing. He has Um, so much self-loathing. You know, and it all stems from some abuse as a child. Oh God, till we get into that past. (gasps) So they have one beautiful night together and one beautiful morning and they're kind of like in the morning eating and talking about like, well, what's, what's going on with the future? Basically like Leda's kind of like, how am I supposed to fit in with a band of men who are traveling all the time, (laughs) danger all the time? And he's kind of wondering the same thing. But she says that she needs to return home to to Seven seven Waters. As soon as she says this Mm, word, Seven Waters, he goes, what did you say? And she's like, I have to go home to Seven Waters. And he's just like, who are your parents? And whenever he figures out that it's Circa and Hugh of Harrowfield, he's like, like, he basically is like, hey, your mom bewitched Hugh of Harrowfield. And basically, they're the reasons why my life is crap. And um, I hate them. And they're horrible humans. And And I never want to see you You definitely should leave right now. And she is... So hurt and so shocked just at this turn of events. Crying. And she just like, how? How can this be? But it's very interesting. I also love this. Like, the, he's saying <laughs> one thing. He is. But y'all. But then he's doing other y'all, things. But then he grabs her right as he's ha- she's on the horse. He grabs, he puts his hand on her thigh and is like, don't wed Eamon. You tell him if he takes yes. you, he's a dead man. And I'm like, oh my God. He gives her his yes. horse. He puts so his coat back on he rolls it up on the back of the horse right and basically like you know here take this with me here's a coat for you (laughs) i never want to see you again here take this here here i don't want you to get cold you know (laughs) until i come for you again yes (laughs) and like no other man will touch you oh that thread he was like oh my god even's a dead man if he touches you just want to let you know yeah like if he takes you he is a dead man oh my god it's so So, good she's on her way back 
An unfortunate thing happens where Eamon's men jump um, Dog, who is yes. by himself. And so she watches from the shadows and as, sees him. And then she approaches <clears throat> after Eamon's soldiers leave, and he's still alive, but he is like, he, he's going to die. And he is suffering because his wounds are awful. And she has to, like, he cries out for the knife. Yeah. And so she has to take her little knife. And this knife. was one of the debates she and Bran had. Yeah, and like, Bran said, wouldn't you want to, like, give your... You know, give them an uh, a an, quick, clean, a quick death. clean death so they don't suffer. And she's always like, "No, I'm a healer. I could never do that." But here she is now taking Brand's place and seeing what he meant. Yeah, you she's know? like, "I, oh God." Whenever they have that conversation, she was like, "He cried out for you, and there was no one else but me, and I had to do it." And it was just, "Oh, like, oh my God, God it was so chills. fucking good." Yeah. So she takes his wolf necklace. She takes yeah. it and pockets it, and she is full of blood because he is bleeding profusely. Yeah. And so <clears> Eamon <throat> comes upon her. All his men. Yeah. Come She's like walking her. up the road. Yes, and Sean's there because everyone's been looking for Leadin, and they're just like, "What has happened?" Because she's like wearing this dude's cloak. She is covered in blood, blood, and yeah. she has like bruises. Some strange and just horse. Like, yes, with like her. what is going on? And like, she refuses to talk, and she's like, "I want to go home to Seven. I just waters. need to go. Home. Like, I just need to go home. I just need to go home." And so she goes home, and everyone just kind of like. They know, doesn't really they think, ask, and yeah. she refuses the, to tell. The thing is, they assume she's suffered some sort of trauma. They assume she's been raped. They assume, you know, some she's been abused or her. something. Yeah. And um, this <clears throat> obviously probably brings back some um, bad memories for Liam and Red and Circa. Yeah. But then later on in the story, like a month or two has passed, and she's kind of like humming. And now she's working in her storeroom (laughs) and Circa comes up and she uh, She basically says like, you know, I was worried about you and, um, but an unhappy woman doesn't, doesn't hum, doesn't sing. And um, I brought this for you. I love this. Y'all, she brings that fucking dress from Daughter of the Forest. That Marjorie Marjorie gave her. And was like, whatever it is you're making for your child, because she's been collecting scraps of fabric. Like here, I think you can keep a section. And so it's really funny because like, Leoden's kind of taken aback, and she was like, well, were you waiting for me to tell you? Or, like, were you going to tell me that you're <laughs> pregnant? You yeah. And she, I love, she asked Leoden, like, was this child conceived in love? And Leoden's just like, yeah. yes. And um, she was just like, well, what about the father? Like, why isn't he here? And she was just like, I won't have any other man, but it's impossible for us to be together. Yeah. And um, But I did love how it feels very, um, again, Circa's intuitiveness uh, insightfulness, you know, with the dress, because that is Brand's mother gave them that dress, yes. you know, and Which so it's we're like, not aware of quite yet. Yeah. Like the connection, but it's just very, it's, but now she's going to be making this little baby blanket. I for love him. it. I freaking love it. So there's going to be kind of like this, like chieftain moot or whatever. And, um, Neve and her husband are going to come and yeah. Eamon's going to come. So they're, everyone kind of converges <clears throat> on seven waters and we see that Neve has changed. Oh, yeah. She... She's like a Leoden knows something's wrong. She's yeah. like something... And everyone kind of knows it, but Leoden's just kind of like, I need to get her to talk. Yeah. And she refuses to talk to basically everybody. And um, this also kind of like spurs... Whenever she admits to Hugh that she's pregnant, I love how Hugh's kind of like, you know... I'm obviously never going to force you to get married. Mm-hmm. I want retribution against the guy who did this to you, but, like, I see what it did to Neve, and, like, I regret it so much. Yeah. Like, I love how 
He's like, I'm going to protect you. They made the wrong decision gonna, yeah. and they know they made the wrong decision yeah. and they're admitting it. They're like, they, we... Yeah, they know this man is abusing her in some way. She looks horrible. Yes. Like horrible, like a zombie. And so um, so we have a moment where basically Eamon is going out to hunt the painted man and everybody else. And um, But they've asked that Neev and Leoden go with Ashling back to Sh- oh. Shiadu. Eamon so that- proposes to her again. <clears throat> oh, Yes. Even knowing, oh God, she tells him she's with child, and he's she still does. he still and wants he, her. At first, he's like, "Who did this to who you? Who took what was mine?" Oh Lord! Holy shit! That is a possessive <laughs> statement for somebody yes. who she's like, "Dude, we were never promised. We were never promised." So we get yeah. bad vibes from Eamon right now. At least yeah. I did. These I was are not like, the good oh, mind no. vibes. Y'all. Th- this is These like the, the bad, bad possessive vibes. Yeah. Yeah. This is bad possessiveness. This is like I see you as you know, an object that I want to own and somebody else has touched my yeah. special plaything. Um, no. So he just kind of like, uh, but we're going to table this for now, basically. He's not <clears throat> super put off, but he, he, he's mad that somebody else touched his own. Yeah, he's furious. And she thinks this is the end of it. Like, this is okay now. I also love that there's a moment done. that Leoden, whenever there was a celebration, um, kind of challenges Nia's husband. Because, like, Nia, we yeah. can see how controlling the husband is, too. Like, Nia come sit right here, right next to me, because he likes to have his, you know, abuse toy next to him right. all the time. And Leoden just kind of like, Nia come sit next to me. And like stares this motherfucker down and just kind of <laughs> like try me, like try yeah. me, like yeah. she, my sister. I'm protecting my sister, and so he even wants her to like go with them whenever they go down more south for the chieftain's moot. And Leanna's just kind of like, Nia's gonna stay with me. Yeah, you know, it's no place we're for gonna, a woman. We're gonna, we're and gonna like visit. he even I says like, sister. you know, a man, a man wants his wife at night, and she's just like, no, oh god, no. Oh, God. So they go to um, Eamon's fortress because it's a safe place. Right. And um, so it's just going to be Ashling and Nia and Leoden. And the guardsmen, obviously. Yes. And it's very, the vibe over there is very creepy. creepy. Super creepy. It's like, it's a fortress, but like nobody's allowed like outside of the walls. And like Leoden even tells Ashling like, do you ever get to go anywhere? She's like, well, we have everything we need in here. Like, why would we need to go places? And she's like, this feels like I'm in lockdown. Yeah, I feel like, like I'm in a prison, okay? It's just so all I'm going to say. She knows that she only has a finite amount of time to figure out what to do about Neev. She has the sight, and right. she sees the She's abuse. also been practicing uh, uh, divine seeing in pools yes. and stuff. And so she has... So she does. She sees a vision and she sees basically the abuse that he's done to her and what's going on in her mind and that she's basically been like... Literally, I did cry this time around reading Neve's thoughts about herself. Yeah. Like basically just saying like, I can't do anything right. Like the way that My he family talks down to me. her. My family yeah. hates me. I'm worthless. I can't even Ugh. please him in bed. I can't even please... I'm ugly. I'm worthless. She cut off her own hair yeah. because he was like using it as basically a weapon. It, it was awful. Yeah. And Leoden's just like, tells her. Because we can see like, she is losing hope. Like, Nia yeah. is losing she's, hope. She's also, I mean, 
She's mentally breaking down, guys. Yes. Like, and Leiden's like, serious, severe depression. I promise you, you won't have to go back to him. And she just kind of like, okay, like, uh, I don't know what you could possibly do, but Leiden's yeah. like determined. She's like, you will never go back to him again, I swear. So she's looking at like little ways to get out of the fortress, okay? She um, kind of finds a secret passageway, which is cool. Yeah. With the help, again, of yes. the little voices yes. calling her down. Yes. Kind of directing her path. And so yeah. she goes out and she sees it's kind of a hidden place like yeah the the guardsmen can't really see where she's at because like it it, it would be it, a good escape into through the marshes through the marshes okay right. one day whenever she goes down she's been going down a couple days after <laughs> she finds this and one day someone comes up behind her and puts their hand over her mouth bum, so she bum, can't scream. and he's just like i'm just giving you a warning just so you won't scream they could they can't see us but they can hear us so talk lowly yeah and, ah she's it's coming brand. Face brand, and she's like wearing this voluminous you know um night rail that kind of highs that she's pregnant pregnant. and she's just like wow i'm seeing the father of my child i'm pregnant he doesn't know i'm pregnant i don't (laughs) know if i should tell him i know she keeps thinking should i tell him should i not tell him but it's all about niev and she basically is like (sighs) i need help i need help and he's like he's like well why don't you ask me why don't you ask me for help and she's like well i i don't have anything worse you know to for a mercenary yeah for a mercenary he's like He's like, you know, you kind of wound me well, I love that says, I need payment. He said, he, and then he, I love this, though, because he says, tell me what you need. And then so he tells her, I'll I need to get me about. I can do the job. And, and um, my payment is your trust. That's all I want. Yeah, I want he, he's trust like, me. I want you to trust that I can get your sister out of here. And that was it. And that was it. And she's like, also, because she does say how, like, the current husband's abusive and how she wasn't in love with him. She's in love with someone else. And he's like, well, who? And so she yeah. tells him, like, Kieran. And yeah. he's a druid. I don't know. And he's like, leave it up to me. I just need to know all the information. <clears throat> so, even and Neve's <laughs> wife comes home Two days early. They they were, and she yeah. is freaking out. Yeah. Niamh is kind of freaking out because they hear them and she's like, they we have to go come, now. Yeah, we have to go now. Courtyard. So yeah. they go down. Niamh's kind of freaking out because she's like, it's dark. I'm scared. Leodin, she just kind of like, oh my God. She's like freaking <laughs> out. Oh. They get down there. She kind of screams because Gull's there. <laughs> And um, Bran and yeah. oh my god, yeah, there's the these tattooed that... men and stuff. It's so like Gull takes Neve across the marshes, and um, Bran and Leodin and kind of still have like a little moment and yeah. stuff. And she's basically saying like, "Be careful!" And yeah. he's just like, "Why do you even care?" And like, "Dummy, because <laughs> well, she's in love with you." And then he like he loves taunting Eamon. So they've had a couple of run-ins, and he's yeah. even gotten the drop on Eamon before. Killed all. All of his men and left Eamon alive and so like now Eamon has a personal vendetta and to see Bran the painted man coming into his fortress and, and taking Neev out yes. from under him and basically and thumbing his nose as he's crossing the fucking marshes Eamon is pissed <laughs> he is so yeah. mad and close to Leoden He's like, he's like, did he hurt you? Did he touch you? And I'm like, dude, you don't even <laughs> you know. Don't have clue. <laughs> you don't even Eamon's know. Eamon's gonna. The thing is, the suspense that's built up because we know eventually Eamon's going to find out who yes. the father of her child is, and yes. so we know this is gonna go down in a bad, bad way. But it's like, I love the way Morlier builds up suspense in this she book because so well I'm just like waiting. It's like, like you said from the very beginning, when we see Eamon is in love with her, but yet Eamon is attacked by the painted man, and we know yeah. that is gonna We're be our hero. Up. We're it's like. Up this animosity between them for this epic showdown we are we are it is so so they get away how i love how she calls for sean and like they go back home and stuff and um they get reports like eamon comes back saying like 
I didn't bring her back. I saw her fall in, into the marsh. She's dead. Right. She yeah. drowned. I failed yeah. you. And Leiden is not quite sure. She just kind of yeah. like, maybe she did drown. She was kind of freaked out. She could have, you know, put a foot mm-hmm. wrong and died. And like, at least kind of like I tried, but also I'm sad. Yeah. But then but she gets um, a little message. She gets, she gets a little, she gets a little vision mm-hmm. and that maybe Niv is alive because she sees um, this child playing in the sand that has very, very red hair, kind of like Kieran. <laughs> and um, she sees Neev in the background. And so she's like, I don't know. Is this like a possibility of what could have been or is she yeah. alive? Like, yeah. did she make <clears throat> it out? And um, now Leiden has her baby. And... Oh, gosh. And they name The him. birthing process is so similar that as soon as her son is born... Sersha is like, I know this will sound strange, but, but that looks I like think John. I can name who the this father. child's father yes. is. And like Leiden's like, what? <laughs> because she did tell, she did tell Hugh. She was like, the father of the child has pretty much a vendetta against you saying you ruined his life. Right. And Hugh's just kind of like, if, I if you say anybody. he's the age he is, he would have been under a year whenever I left. Like, I yeah. don't know How what could I, I could have done. I hurt, you know? And so now Sersha's like, um, red, look at him. He looks like John. He looks exactly and like John. And so we find out that Bran is the same baby that Sersha delivered in fucking Marjorie. Daughter of the Seven Johnny. Waters. He's baby Johnny. He's baby so Johnny. So of course Leda names their son Johnny. Johnny. Oh my God. Okay, so now we're coming It's upon, coming full circle. Y'all, coming full now circle. we're coming on the best scene in the whole so Leiden goes and she's like, I'm having a fun play date with my son. Yes. We're going to go by the, the lake. Uh, by the lake shore under the willows. They played all day. He's taking a little nap. So I'm just going to do my own thing. And boom, the painted man's there. <laughs> she's like, y'all, y'all, it's straight out of like historicals. But instead of the man walking out half naked, she's like in her shift all wet coming out she's of the lake. She's having her Colin Firth. I'm coming out of the <laughs> yes, lake Yes, exactly. Moment. That's what she's and having. he's just like watching he's just her. like, Damn. <laughs> So they can't. I love how I he's love like. How I think just... we should sit like three feet apart. <laughs> he's trying to be, but like, he can't. He can't. Yeah. They like do one. He, he's like, I thought I was strong enough, and but then all like, of a sudden they're on each other. They're yeah. on each other. They're kissing. <laughs> awesome. And literally, the baby cries, and he's like, "What the fuck is that?" Oh, so then she hops up. She goes. I love this scene. Me too. She goes and grabs uh, Johnny and comes and sits. She's like, he's hungry. She's like, he can't wait when he's hungry. And so she immediately starts nursing him. And Brian is just like, well, I see that you just didn't wait very long, did you? Yeah, just I'm sure they married on. you off super fast. You just moved on really fast and after you, I left, And usually you? my sources are pretty good. They didn't mention that you were married and had a so kid. Who, yeah, so who'd you marry? So who'd you marry? Yeah. Not Eamon, because we've been watching him, and I know you didn't marry that motherfucker. He is so <laughs> angry and vicious. And she just kind of like, like you she just kind of like, idiot. God, you're such a dummy. You're such a Even dummy. Even in her head, she just calls him an idiot. Yes. It's so funny. And she's just like, you know, I'm not fucking married. And yeah. he's like, oh yeah, so you're not married. And he's like, and, and then she calls like, no, him I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give, you know, <clears throat> uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna marry somebody whenever I, I, this is your son. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Um, right. And he was like, what, what, what did you just say? And, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, this is your son, doofus. Like. He's in shock. He's like, he's like, how, he's how do you know? She goes, well, since I've only been with one man for one night, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's pretty yours. obvious. And we also kind of found out that that's his first time too. That was his first time. That's why he yeah. was like pretty much clueless whenever they slept together. But yeah. there's like such sweet moments. Like he's literally like staring at Johnny being like, 
Wow. And I love how Johnny goes over and puts his little hand on his. On his painted his hand. painted hand and just looks at him like curiously like, huh, and who it's are like, you? Lit- you could just like, see so the sweet. gears turning yes. in Bran's head. Like, oh, God. This is my woman. This, this is, my, is child. my child. This is my family. And Leiden even mentions like. Um, and <laughs> that Eamon That proposed. Eamon proposed again. Eamon, <laughs> oh. And, and he goes, uh, uh, he wanted to take my woman and Y'all. my. My child literally jumps to his feet and is like that bastard how dare him try to take my woman and my child i love i love how like leah just like sitting there and be like yeah, uh-huh. you, yeah that's right yeah you, you want to say right. you have no feelings for me and that nothing can be but you're super possessive for yeah. somebody who keeps professing and she also mentions stuff. his name johnny and he's like how why would you name him that and so she tells him look we know who your father was he was a good friend to my my father and so it's like sort sort of some of the history is coming out mm-hmm. um though we still don't know exactly what happened um to him because obviously marjorie did not raise him marjorie loved him yes but um she died when he was very young so oh at this point um circa does die yeah and red is sent on a we mission. do see finbar finbar appears yes. the one with the white wing and yes. i love how like finbar and lead and have a moment too and he even kind of mentions like man you should have been my daughter like yeah. <laughs> you have all my gifts you're kind of like me but yeah. you have your mother your mother's strength and stuff like that and so um when circa dies she puts it before she dies she puts it to red like hey you need to go back and go find out what happened. Like, what happened, what happened to, to Marjorie? Marjorie and and what boy. happened to Johnny to make him this man? Like, you yeah. don't just grow up and want to be this thing. Like, something happened. Yeah. And you need to go see what what happened wrong that he blamed you for. And, like, it breaks my heart because, like, Red just kind of like, oh, so as soon as you die, I'm not welcome here. Like, Yeah, you're just sending me back he, home? He is, he is, <laughs> you can see how he's so unmoored. How, like... You can, that's why I love Daughter of the Forest so much because, like, Circa is his lodestone. She is. Like, oh my he gosh. is untethered when she is gone. Yeah. He is, like, basically, what is life? Like, yeah. even his children and stuff. Like, he loves his children, but it's just, it's not the same. He's just like, my love is gone. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. And so. And I love how, like, even Liam and Connor are just like, brother, we need you. Like, whenever mm-hmm. they send off Circa. And it's just, like, it's so emotional. And I just want to cry I about know. it. But anyway. I know. Anyway. I actually had to, like, speed read through those because it was so – it was just so sad. It, <laughs> it was, was sad. So it was sad. emotional. It was so sad. I literally was tearing oh, up because this book just, gosh. like, gets me in the feels. Yeah. But, it's so oh. beautiful. But his – so – but I love that he sends her on a mission to sort of save him, to keep his mind, like – do this one last thing for me, for your daughter, for your grandson, for yeah. your child. You yeah. know, we need to know the history. We need to know what happened. Yeah. So he goes off. Yes, he He's he does eventually leave. He does eventually leave. Um, also, we know that Sean has kind of been intrigued by this mercenary group of people. Yeah. He kind of has a suspicion that that's who Leiden's, um, the father of Leiden's child is, just by this, like, after they were leaving um, Eamon's fortress, after Neev was mm-hmm. kidnapped, Sean was basically like, oh, my God, we better have guards. And Leiden's she, like, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to attack we're us. We're not going to be ambushed. And Sean was kind of like, you're very so sure. You're super sure about this. <laughs> you're very sure for a reason. We're not and they kind of have a conversation where Sean just like, I'm thinking about approaching him. And Leiden's kind of like, I don't know if he'd be keen on that idea because Leiden knows. Yeah. Bran obviously does not like our family. But 
Bran has been working with Sean. Yeah. And Sean kind of put him to the test, like, if um, you can complete this, I'll hire you. Yeah. And it's very interesting because I feel like he definitely took it on because he's like, this is Leoden's brother. Right. And um, Definitely. He's so curious about anything about Leoden that he will he's willing to <laughs> complete this impossible task of getting Neve and complete this possible impossible task that whatever Sean has set forth to him. Also, whenever Circa dies, Kieran comes back. And comes with like a message from Neev because Neev wanted to say like I'm sorry and stuff like that and um we find out from Kieran himself like oh you don't know Leoden this is why we can't be together and Leoden doesn't judge and Leoden even tells like Connor like y'all should have told them y'all should have told them (laughs) like why did you not tell them and they did it in innocence obviously they didn't know like you could have informed them and I think y'all very y'all y'all handled this badly and Kieran's like I won't tell you where she's at like she is very much changed and I promise I'll protect her from now on but like she doesn't want to come back. Yeah. And Leoden... She, they're going to live their life of isolation together. Yeah, and Leoden's kind of like a hard ass about this too with her family because they're like, oh, so you know Neve's alive. Like, why can't you tell us where she is? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, she doesn't want to come back. She doesn't trust, you know, us. And like, who would blame her, basically? Yeah. So like, let her live her life in peace. It's enough to know that she's alive. That she's alive. And, and that and I've seen safe. her future and she's going to have a child. So like, just be content with that kind of thing. Then... Oh, Lordy, some more Lordy, things Lordy. happen. So she sees some visions and she sees Ashling crying and begging Eamon. Yeah. And she sees Bran like calling out for help and like a knife and Eamon having a knife. And like Bran dying. There's a struggle between Eamon and him and like a knife. Yeah, there's like all these. And even she sees a conversation between Eamon, Eamon antagonizing Bran and talking about Leoden. And it's obviously this is taking place now. <sighs> And then Liam dies. She Liam has dies. she has a vision about Liam dying, and Liam was still at home. And so she's like, okay, well, that possibly might not be coming true. But then whenever she's talking to Sean, and Sean's like, oh yeah, Liam left today, and she's like, go get him back right yeah. now. But it's too late. So he's yeah. killed by the arrow of a Briton. Yeah. But then whenever she sees this vision of Eamon talking to Bran, the painted man, basically saying, like, whenever I found out that it was you who slept with Leoden, like, oh, I, I just, would I, have, I would have paid any amount. I would have paid a king's ransom to have you to, have you to make you suffer for you taking touch away. what was mine. Yeah. yeah. And um, there was also a really creepy moment whenever Eamon po- proposed again. And he like, he's like, it's too bad that you had a son. If it would have been a daughter, I could have raised oh my God. her as my own. But, you know, but it might a be son, a challenge. Yeah. It, I, I, I think I could make something of him. And it, it was a creepy, a like, a very like, this is the son of the man that I hate. And I kind of want to abuse him. And I'm right, just like, exactly, oh my God. Exactly. Leiden. Like, <laughs> That was a scary moment. It was scary. We could see that the apple does not fall far from the tree. Right. Even though Eamon was not raised by his father because they killed his father. The sad thing is that Eamon in the beginning, we did not see this. He was a very serious person and he did not have... um, But he has been twisted. Yes. He's definitely been twisted. But he let the jealousy and the hatred take him over. Mm -hmm. And it's now... He's definitely a villain by the end. Absolutely. Super Um, villainous. And we also hear him talking about the death of Liam. And it's like, how does he know? Yeah. So basically, he's hired... He hired his own, like, basically, mercenaries to help him... Not and he mercenaries, made a deal but he made a deal with, with the Northwood. other chiefs. Yes, with Northwoods. So that they could, um, so he could get Bran. And so he has Bran and um, Gull. 
believe it's Gull, yeah, in the dungeons of his castle. I and love so, how, like, Leiden marches up there and, and yes. I'm like, hey, I have proof of your treachery. You betrayed us all to the <laughs> Britons. Um, you had a hand in Liam's death. Like, yeah. I'm not fucking around. I'm telling Sean, I'm and, telling like, this everyone. Is, yeah, this is, unless you do what I say. And he's just like, he's uh, he is stunned that she's come and with these accusations. And she's like, I do have proof, and I'm not afraid to fucking use it. And I'm, I, I, there's one other person that knows this, which is Finbar. And she's like, I have a few conditions. First, Ashling needs to go to Seven Waters right now. And her yes. and Sean are going to marry. They're because, like, married. Eamon had taken away his permission. Yes. And that's why Ashling was, like, she upset. Was des- yes. yes. She was, like, desperately sad. Because she didn't understand what's going on. She's sort of like the innocent pawn in all this. But basically, he was being vindictive. But since mm-hmm. he couldn't have Leoden, Sean couldn't have Ashling. Yeah. Little asshole. asshole. <laughs> And she's just kind of like, and also, so after she's like, okay, let Ashlyn go first and then we'll discuss the rest of the deal. So he's like, okay, I'm intrigued. Well, well, I'll let my sister go. And so her guards go back to Seven Waters with Ashlyn. She makes him go. And she's like, okay, second part of my deal. I want the painted man. I know you have him and I want his other man too. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why would you want? To rescue these people. These, they're wretched people, Leoden. I can't believe you would do this. They're the lowest of the low. They're scum. Yeah. They're murderers. Like, they're nothing. And, like, you want this? And, like, Eamon is just kind of, like, kind of disgusted that yeah. she would choose him. Him over her. And she's like, do Eamon. you know that he's afraid of the dark? Like, you're, it's you're, very you're interesting to see what happens to a man whenever you enclose him in the dark. And I'm just like, oh, I my fucking God. hate him so Such much. Such a dick. So she, he's like, okay, well, if you can find them, then you can have them. But you also have to go across the marshes to escape to me, get out. basically. Yeah. And you have until dusk. And so she is searching the castle and there's like, there is a guard that's like instructed to be with her to open doors or whatever right. she needs to happen. She goes to the prison cell. She finds Gull. They cut off a couple of his fingers and oh. um, they unshackle him. He doesn't have any feeling in his arms right now. And like the first thing that he asks, he's like, he's like, hey, so give me basically my prognosis. What will I be able to do? Because this is something that she told Evan. Like, this right. is everything that you can do without an arm. Right. And so she just kind of like, you can learn to fight with your other hand, the one that you're obvious, that he is not his sword hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're going to get through this. Like, ever the optimist. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Like, And he is kind of on the verge of death. And he's like literally like on hands and knees and he's like yeah i'm coming i'm getting up i'm getting up i'm getting up we see like the resilience of these men oh it's so sad this is such a hard it is such a hard hard thing (gasps) and so she's panicking looking for Rand, like where is he and she hears him like kind of like in her mind and she hears like a small cry she started to she started to have the um mind to mind visions like she has with um other people yeah she can like kind he's of opened like, up a little bit to her she can kind of get into other people's mind kind of like finbar and connor can. they, they can be, kind of they talk to, to anybody yeah. yeah 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 and so she does finally find him and he's kind of catatonic mm-hmm. also he has a huge blow to the head and gull whenever she sees whenever he sees the wound on brand saying like Wow, he's near death. Like, yeah. I don't even know. I don't yeah. even know Leoden. And she's like, no. Like, <laughs> no. No. Don't even tell me the chances. This is the father of my son. Yes. And she has Johnny. She has the Johnny whole time. strapped on Johnny's her back. just like, 
okay. Act <laughs> on, let's go. <laughs> so the guards are instructed to help them get to the edge of the marsh. So they're there. Yeah. And um, her and Gull are taking a little uh, respite and she's feeding Johnny. And she's just like, there's no other way. We have to get yeah. across the bog and um, you're going to have to carry him on your shoulders. And he's like, I can do it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be help on the other side. Yes. <laughs> so Gull goes first because they all know the way across the marshes. Right. And he has to they've hold done it before. Bran across his shoulders with his arms up. That's super painful, first of all. Yeah, with like missing fingers yeah. and like all these other pains he's suffered. And Leonin's short behind him and has a child strapped to her back (laughs) and it is kind of like desperate a few times she has to jump and she almost slips and falls in because she doesn't have as long legs as him yeah then he's just kind of like you have to hold him like on my back because my arms like I need like they're so painful and so she's like holding Bran up she's like maybe we should put him down and have you rest and he's like if we put him down I can't get back up again yeah like we can't we can't stop now and she even kind of has a little defeatist attitude um, whenever the the light of day is sinking and she's yeah. just like they're they're about to come after yeah. us they're about they're to come after us. us maybe we should put him down and he's just like no we can make it and she's like yeah you, you, I, I don't know what I was thinking like we're definitely yeah. gonna make it and um, it's getting so dark that they can't see anymore and this is a problem because you kind of need to see especially whenever you're injured yeah well and the, the marsh has these like sinkholes that if you step in them, they will literally suck you down like quicksand and mm-hmm. you'll drown in this like bog. I know you, you haven't know? read the Eloisa James Wilds of Lindo Castle, but they have a bog behind their oh, house Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Like that? Like this. And it always reminds me oh, of this. So, okay, now I want to read that. I know. It's so cool. <laughs> so anyway, suddenly they see something flying towards them. It's kind of glowing. And we see, we didn't really mention, because there's so much to mention in this book. Oh, God. After um, Kieran comes when uh, Circa dies, he has this big raven. raven. Fiaka. Yes. She yes. names him that, which means like little raven or whatever. And um, she had sent Fiaka to go try to find Kieran for help whenever right. she goes to um, Eamon's house. Right. And suddenly he appears again. He's glowing. He's like a magical animal. Okay? Like, yes. And all of a sudden, creature. these like, these, these vines and leaves and trees start like molding themselves into this pathway for them to walk oh, across the bog. I love the fairy and they magic. get to the end and we see Kieran and Kieran's like, okay, you made it. And um, we find out that he went go look for his mother. Oh. Fucking Lady, Lady Una. Una. What the fuck? She's alive. She's still alive, guys. And we see that he's very angry, and, he, and he's very angry with Connor because he's like, I thought I belonged some, someplace, but I'm the son of a sorceress. And right. I've been learning from her. And she's like, well, why did you help us? And he was just like, you know, this is kind of like I paid part of my debt. Um, my mom definitely has a plan for me. I don't oh, know if I'm going to follow it to the letter. Me. It's like foreshadowing, basically, <laughs> yeah. for the next book and stuff. Yes. And, um, and he's just like, you know, help's going to be on the way soon. And he just kind of like disappears. And then all of a sudden, everyone's there. Yes. Spiders there. Spiders, and everyone's like, oh, my snake. God. They're giving Bran the prognosis, saying, like, Chief would cry out for the knife if he could. And Leon's like, She's oh, like, oh, hell no. no. We just did all of that. <laughs> we're, not, we're not giving up now. We're not giving the knife. And then they all see the baby. And they're like... You have a baby. Who's the dad? <laughs> and she's like, "This is his father. Now get him up so I can fucking heal him." And everyone's just like, "Oh my god, he totally broke the code." 
so awesome. He it's broke just, the code. He broke the code. Because <laughs> that's what it was all about in the beginning all when she first code. got there. Like, you know, don't touch the woman. You know, yeah. don't break the code. I love it. So, so funny. they find us a spot. And they're kind of like on the beachy area. And um, he is basically wrapped in this night terror his worst place and she needs yeah, to she coax has to, him she out go, i love how she goes into it with him and starts to change the vision yes like she experiences him the all his his pain and uh abuse. whenever he was a child and she starts kind of piecing yeah. things together and then all was, of a sudden she gets interrupted and she's like i thought i told everybody to leave me alone and they're like you you need to come see this yeah her father her dad and he's like I have I, info. Exactly. And, and she's like, I need you to talk to him near him. Yeah. Because I need I need you yeah. to tell what happened to Marjorie. So he, so he tells the story of how Marjorie, um, with family and little Johnny, at like three, were uh, traveling across to some sort of fel- festival. Just festival a little festival. To the village or whatever. She was like just kind of getting out of her grief after John right, died. Right, after she John. She was doing like the first thing, which is so sad. I so sad. For she herself. finally goes to do something. She takes the, her son... And they're raided by Pictish bar, uh, raiders or something, and they kill everyone except for Johnny. Johnny's they, left. There. Nobody knows what happened to him. Right. So nobody knew what happened to him. They just thought he was taken or whatever. Well, they find out that this um, man named Rory took him and basically raised him. And that's the one we see in the visions he calls his uncle. Yes. Who's like, you know, and he's just like, he's like a, a, a philanderer, an abuser. He'd he lock just him like in boxes. A heinous, a heinous, a heinous individual. A, yeah, just a disgusting person. Basically and like, abuses him she his gets, whole life. She kind of, she has some info too because she tells Hugh, she's like, because he was like, nobody knew what happened to the child. Like, yeah, he said I became, like, and, and Johnny had told, Bran, Bran had told her, he's like, I grew, I became a man at nine. Yeah. And so we also learned that, you know, uh, that was about the time that he killed Rory. Yes. You know, and went out and And we own. learned from his night terrors that she's experiencing with him that when they were raided and attacked, Marjorie, they were kind of close to the village mm-hmm. where Rory lives, found his outhouse with his cellar, and she put Bran in there first. Yeah. She was the first person to put Bran in like an underground cellar and she leaves mm-hmm. her little pouch where she carried a lock of her firstborn child who died as a baby and also John's hair and mm-hmm. it was in a little pouch with like a bee on it and like th- that was one of the first tattoos that he got was this little embroidered bee. bee like this is a memory and whenever he was nine he killed his abuser Rory who mm-hmm. basically treated him like a slave and loved shoving him into the cellar as punishment and would leave right. him there for like days so she's basically telling the story to Bran as he's like in a coma. And like, like she telling, didn't do that because she she was trying to protect you yes. from the raiders. She was trying to keep you safe and alive. And like we could feel and, like the magic yes. going on. Yeah, it's really and, cool. And like her like coaxing him from like the depths of despair basically back to life. Yeah. And then she falls asleep and then she wakes up and he's not there. And she's like, like, where did he go? And he's up and he's his surly self and he's sitting by himself. And like her dad's still there hanging out with the warriors, watching Johnny play with Spider and Rat and stuff like that. And so she goes to Bran and Bran is still kind of like, he's had his moment where he like was weak and he was like, I don't even know if she wants me anymore. Right. And she's like, you're so dumb. You're so like, dumb. Like, you've been weak. I couldn't, like, you know. Yes. You needed to heal. <laughs> and she's like, you once asked me, like, what would I want for myself? And you weren't ready to hear that at first. But now, like, I would have us be together. 
Yeah. And um, also we find out from Hugh, whenever Red went back to Harrowfield, his brother Simon, who always wanted the control of Harrowfield, who is has, not doing I great. I know. He's not doing a great job. He needs someone to take care of those lands again and like, hello. And then he's like, well, you would want to do this with me? And she's I'm half Britain myself. That's my uncle. Simon is my uncle, of yeah. course. She's like, I go wherever you go. We are family. We and go it's together. it's also very interesting because whenever Brandon, Hugh have the discussion, he was like, so you would endorse me going to Harrowfield? And he was like, yeah, I totally have faith in you to go oh, and put yeah. Harrowfield you know, back together, back together again. Together. And so this is kind of like a, they don't love each other, Hugh and Bran, because yeah. Hugh's just like, you took advantage of my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Not married. And Brand yeah. is kinda like, okay, I begrudgingly like you, my father in law soon to be. Yeah. Um, but it's just kinda like this moment of understanding, like, I thought I thought you were the villain of my story. It turns out you weren't, but yeah. still we're not yeah. like super best friends. And I like that. Yeah. And also the warriors have an idea that there's this island all yes. of North to have this island where they would train other warriors that way they can have families because they would have like a home base and they would basically curate a reputation that um would make them like hot commodity right and it's like kind of based on one of the stories that leodin had told earlier and y'all also um so just so you know this the trilogy the seven waters trilogy was written and then i don't know a decade goes by and she started she extended it to be a series so there is a book there is a book that takes place on this island there is a book. It's Seer of Seven Waters. Seer of Seven Waters. It's very cool. And so... I love a, seeing the island. I know. I, I love seeing the island and just people we've seen before. We and. definitely see Bran and Leoden and their children because they yes. have like four or five boys yeah. um, later on down the line. <laughs> and I love seeing the other types of warriors. That So one of my other favorites is Heir to Air Seven, to Seven Waters. Waters. That's and one of my absolute favorites. Cathal is one of the um, the warriors that yes. comes to Seven Waters. Oh, oh my God. That's so good. good. I know. I love that one. I have so, to go reread yeah. it now because, like, yeah. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone yeah. of Juliette Marie. She makes me feel all the oh fucking feels. Okay. So showdown. Oh my god! Don't make me do it. I know what mine is. I pretty much told it in the middle of it all. Well, yeah, the lakeside scene was yes. really good. Yes. Oh. I love the lakeside scene because that's where he realizes like the depth of her love. You know, just and because. it's also like some uh, a scene where he just kind of like, holy shit, I have a future. I'm a I, yeah, I have a family. Like that, this, I'm no longer yeah. a solitary being. Yes. And like yeah, I have this connection with Leiden, but now they're forever entwined right. because, because she of has a child. Right, and it's kind of something that he's never really thought about before. It's but just now the, he's like the shock it. on his face, the, the emotions that take place, and the fact that Leiden isn't even angry. She's just like, you idiot. This is your son. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like, and and I love how she even like pokes at him by talking about well Eamon said even proposed to me like she knows what to do what buttons to push to yes. make him go you're mine you know no it's, it's not gonna true. happen it's you know true. that is the best it's scene just, I love it you I win I can't beat that scene it's a good scene <laughs> we love that scene <laughs> we <laughs> do love that scene it there is are a lot of amazing but this is such a good book y'all this I is mean such a, good book. such a good series Juliette Monnier is the most amazing storyteller if you do like these books highly recommend Air to Seven Waters which I believe is the fourth book. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's after Child of the Prophecy kind of like concludes yeah. the storyline that involves With Lady, Lady Una. Una. Yeah. And um we also see um Kieran a lot during the series and I actually really yeah. love his character. I do too. He has a very cool evolution. He's a very cool character. He's a very cool evolution. I really like him. Yeah. And we see, you know, Sean and Ashling's kids. Like yeah. it's 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 fucking good, okay? So yeah. <laughs> that's all I want to say. <laughs> it's fucking good. There you go. It's that's our endorsement. Good. Yep, yep. That's exactly what we need to say. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing Just Like Heaven by Julia Quinn. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.